0: See it, stream it, skip it. Every Friday here on It Takes Two, JJ tells you what to see in the theater, what to stream at home, and what to skip all together with a bit of a theme today.
1: Yeah, my sister loves the genre of movies that take place in one day.
0: Which I'm going to be honest, I didn't know that genre existed, but it makes sense now that you say it.
1: Right? I mean, when time is of the essence, you're never watching anything in real time, but it's fun to watch it when there's a little bit of a a clicking talk or clock ticking. Holy moly. Oh, I just had a sip of a Red Bull, and now I think my heart's (laughs) going to explode. Okay, so I want to start with my uh, skip it this week. So there's a bunch of new movies that are are being released, and unfortunately for uh, people who want to poo-poo that movies are dead, there's really nothing I can tell you not to go see. I mean, everything that opened this weekend that I saw, I really, really liked. So I'm actually going to give you two Cs rather than a skip this week.
0: Okay, I I love that.
1: So the first one is uh, a movie by Ethan Cohen. You know the Cohen brothers. I mean, they made a movie named Fargo. So how could you miss that? Ethan Cohen, one half of the Cohen brothers, has uh, written and directed a movie with his wife called Drive Away Dolls, and it's about a young woman who is on yet another breakup and her friend who's a little too uptight. They decide they're going to take a road trip to Tallahassee, Florida, but along the way. They get themselves involved with some really bumbling, dumb crooks. It is a perfect Coen type of movie. It's got those criminals who aren't very good at what they do. They've got people who are just getting into bad situation after bad situation. It's funny. It's fresh. Drive Away Dolls is a fun movie. I think that it's a perfect time to release this thing. It's out there. It's in theaters. It's well worth your time. The other movie... Is based on a true story, and it stars Hillary Swank. I had never heard the story of Ordinary Angels before, but actually I've gone back and done some research on it after I saw the movie. So, Ordinary Angels is about Hillary Swank, is a woman who lives in Kentucky, and there's a widower in their town, and she decides that she would like to help them. Now, you would think, oh, this is a great opportunity for romance, right? It's not. It is a person seeing a family struggling and wants to do everything they can to help this gentleman who is now raising two girls on his own who has no idea what he's doing. So there's like there's a scene where he's trying to do their hair and if you are a dad who's never had to do a little girl's hair, you know that that's a very daunting task and you sometimes just need a little bit of help. So Hillary Swank is that now what what really I think people are going to identify with is the bulk of the drama from this takes place when one of his girls needs emergency surgery, but it's during this It's based off of this 1994 storm that essentially took the city of Louisville down to a standstill because they had so much snow dumped at one point, there was no way to get this girl to the emergency care she needs, and the entire town literally comes together with uh, plows on the front of their pickups, shoveling streets just on their own, to be able to open up the emergency services that they so desperately need. This is an inspirational story. You know how some movies are just meant to give you a feel-good vibe? They don't need to be the world's greatest love story. They don't need to beat a supervillain. Sometimes it's just showing you that there are good people out in the world. That's what Ordinary Angels does. And there's a very specific group of people who normally go to this movie, these type of movies, and I feel like they normally get released around Easter, but we're getting it a little bit early this year, so... Ordinary angels also, or driveaway girls, but bo- or driveway dolls, both phenomenal choices.
0: Have, it's been a while since we've seen Hillary Swank, right? It
1: has, and in fact, the last thing I remember her in was that Logan Lucky movie where she's in the last ten minutes as an FBI agent. Yes, Hillary Swank also has an Where'd amazing personal story. Well, for a while, she was finding it hard to find roles in Hollywood that suit suited what she was looking for. So, because she's done. She's done weird religious psychological dramas. She's done action movies, and she wasn't finding something that fit her bill. There's a great article with her. I think it's in the current Wall Street Journal where she she lays out her career. And she goes, they are not making and writing movies for people with my skill set right now. And it's really oh. true how like we're in this era where we're trying to write really strong parts for females, but we're only... Writing strong parts for certain females. Yeah. So Hillary Swank's got an interesting story. Even her backstory, she had to overcome a lot to get And, you know, she came from very humble means, very, very humble, and worked her butt off to get to where she is right now. Okay, my stream it. Movies that happen in a single night or a single day. My <laughs> sister's favorite genre. We're talking about Die Hard, Dazed and Confused, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Clerks, American Graffiti, Airplane, Can't Hardly Wait, Bullet Train, Clue, Falling Down, Red Eye, Empire Records, <gasps> Adventures in Babysitting, Bad, Game Night, and the list goes on and on and on. And so I picked three of these that I think you guys are really going to like. First and foremost, American Graffiti. If you've never seen American Graffiti, if you were of an age where this movie came out in the 70s and you didn't see it, but now is an opportune time for you. In the 70s, we were obsessed with the 1950s for some reason. Think of Happy Days. In fact, this movie, Ron Howard, is in this movie. So is a young Harrison Ford in one of his first roles. Uh, Made by George Lucas, of all people. That's right, the Star Wars guy. American Graffiti literally is about one night in the lives of these kids where they are driving around town. They're driving around. It's a love letter to those classic sports cars. Oh, if you are somebody who loves the look of those old-fashioned roadsters, this movie was meant for you. It is a slice-of-life movie that is so much fun to watch because there's not really a, 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 a plot, right? It's just these series of goings-on after goings-on after goings-on. It feels like what it was really like when you would cruise Broadway, uh, what In, in Bismarck, what, did you guys have a stretcher of road? Main that you Avenue. Main Avenue. So you mm-hmm. cruise Main Avenue, yep. right? That's what they're doing in American Graffiti. Amazing. You can watch that on the show. If you've got Showtime, it's currently on the Showtime app. I highly, highly, highly recommend that. Um, and when was the last time you saw the movie The Breakfast Club? Because John Hughes wrote what I consider to be one of the best movies about teens ever because it's not just about, oh, what click I, I'm in. They talk about serious problems. I mean, Bender is being abused by his dad. His dad's putting lit cigarettes out on him. Um, Emilio Estevez, his dad is pushing him to be number one in everything, even to the point of where he hazes another kid and physically abuses that kid to try and fit in with the wrestling team. Molly Ringwald is the, I am so privileged, but you don't actually know anything about me. Ali Sheedy, the weird girl in the back who actually isn't there for detention at all. She just showed up every Kind of feeling you can have in high school is represented by all these people. In fact, there's a really weird uh, fan theory that this is actually just a f- the fever dream of some kid and trying to figure out where they belong. And these are all the things inside their head that represents what? the different pieces. I know it's very, very odd, uh, but I, I love it. And you can watch the Breakfast Club on Max, and you might go, "Well, that's 1985. What does that have to do with some you know us 30 years later?" a lot of these things stayed exactly the same. you know. I think if you are somebody who enjoys Dungeons and Dragons, it's much more acceptable now, but you're going to see yourself in Anthony Michael Hall in this movie. And then, of course, the principal is the bad guy, but is he really bad? He's just trying to teach these kids that there are rules about the world and you need to follow it. I'm telling you, The Breakfast Club is a movie that, is well worth watching every couple of years. So take it in. And clearly, John Hughes loved the one-day model. He's got this. He's got Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He is good at writing not only teenagers, but he's great at writing movies that have an epic skill. This movie has like three settings. The drop-off area outside the high school, inside the library, and then the scene in the when they're running the halls into the gym. That's it. Those are all of the scenes... And all of the locations in this movie. And yet it seems epic all the time. telling you, it's great. Last, certainly not least, Bullet Train, which is the newest on this list. Bullet Train's a movie that came out a couple years ago, and it's a whodunit. It is a, someone got on this bullet train in Japan, and they've got a briefcase. And we need to get a hold of this briefcase, and then we need to get a hold of this guy. All of these different assassins and gang members get on the bullet train. And they have until the last stop at the end to figure out who's going to come out victorious. I am telling you, Bullet Train is more fun than it should be. And Brad Pitt is at the center of it. He plays one of my favorite characters uh, that he's ever played. Just this this guy who's like, this this has got to be my last. This got to be my last assassination. (laughs) It's just I'm done with this career. I want to move on. I want to get into retail. He's just hilarious. The whole movie moves at such a great pace. Bullet Train is on Netflix. If you've got Netflix, I highly, highly, highly recommend watching it. Um, I think you can also watch it on Max. along that. So if you're watching Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club into Bullet Train, and then, you know, switch it over to Showtime for American Graffiti. But again, so many great movies, and part of the thing that makes them so great is it all takes place in the small amount of time. It is just it's you've – you've got a clock ticking in the background, and it's not – Causing drama. It's just reminding you that all of this is happening in the span of five hours, six hours, eight hours. Also,
0: you breaking down, like, this is actually only taking place in, like, three different spots. It's like, yeah, you could do a movie list of great movies that only, that have five places. Right. Or less. Yes, which is crazy.
1: When you when you really think of some of these movies that are going to multiple countries. Right. And yet you have some really good movies that take place at five or six location setups. That's crazy. Or that are in, a, and they call that a, a bottleneck movie when it all takes place in one spot. So- there's great movies that are bottleneck movies, too. So. Bottleneck
0: movies. There's your movie terminology yeah, of the day. There you go. I love that. So
1: if I'm going to go back over it, if you're going to go see something in the theaters, Ordinary Angels or Drive-Away Dolls, both great choices. They get both to see from me. If you're going to watch one of these amazing movies that happen in one day, Google movies that happen in one day. The list goes on. There's got to be 150 of them, but I highlighted American Graffiti on Showtime or... You can watch Breakfast Club or Bullet Train. Bullet Train's on Netflix and HBO Max, and Breakfast Club is on Max. Oh, okay. That all happened in one segment, everybody.